Uh, yeah, my name is Dave, and I am an alcoholic. Hey, Dave. Uh, my sobriety date is July 7, 2018. And, uh, yeah, it's been one hell of a journey to get here, and that's for damn sure. You know, I've been trying to get sober for <clears throat> a little over six years. But for the first four, uh, ten tries that I tried to do this, I was not doing it for myself. You know, I mean, I was always trying to do it for somebody else. I was always trying to do it for the family, for the girlfriend, for the house, for the money in the bank, the job, whatever the hell it may be, dude. I was never doing it for myself, dude. I was always solely based on my entire sobriety, off the materialistic things in my in my life because I hated myself so fucking much. You know what I mean? I could never forgive myself for the person that I was to even give myself a chance to actually sit in these rooms and actually listen to what was going on and what was actually being said. You know what I mean? I always sat in the back and I always heard what... I wanted to hear, you know what I mean? I always continuously sat here and judged everybody for what they, what came out of their mouth and continuously said that they weren't, they didn't, they didn't have it bad enough, dude, because these people just aren't sharing what I want them to share, you know what I mean? I just, I never wanted to get it. You know, I grew up in, um, I grew up in Florida, or well, I was born in Massachusetts, as, as you can tell, I got a thick Boston accent. But uh, yeah, I, I was I was born in Massachusetts, and I, I got driven to Florida at six months six months old, and we lived a happy life, or at least it, it seemed for the first couple of years, because my dad was a a heavy drug dealer, and uh, we had all the money you could possibly ask for, man. But we lived in a trailer out in the middle of the woods because in reality you can't spend a whole bunch of drug money. You know, at three years old, I <clears throat> I can I can remember like it was yesterday. Weirdly enough that we come home one day from a shopping trip and notice a big white piece of paper on our front door. My mother says to us kids to sit in the car, not to get out of the car. And uh, everything was gonna be okay. She gets out of the car, goes up to the goes up to the uh, the door, rips a piece of paper off the door, breaks down hysterically crying. And me being a little mama's boy, dude, I immediately jump out of the car and run to go see my mother what's going on. My dad has been had been being watched by the FBI for some period of time, and uh, he got arrested with 250,000 kilos of marijuana, and he was doing 14 years in federal penitentiary with no option of being let out. You know, and then <clears throat> I find out a little bit later that the reason why he did all that time is because he wasn't willing to give up his brother. You know, my brother was the, his brother was the kingpin dude. He got, he was on America's Most Wanted with over 750,000 kilos. They looked for him for about a year and a half. They found him in Mexico. And if my dad knew that they were going to find his brother a little bit or not, then he would have put us into witness protection and we, he would have been, he would have been there in my life. But in reality, dude, I wouldn't change any of my past. You know, I'm going to talk about some stuff in here that not a whole lot of guys talk about. But in reality, dude, I talk about the stuff that I talk about because it, it's a part of my past. You know what I mean? It's a part about my story. I share the stuff that I'm about to share, dude, is because not a whole lot of people actually do talk about it. And I think it should be something that needs to be talked about. You know, from, from about three years old till until about 10 years old, just before second grade, uh, I, was, I was sexually molested by the babysitter. You know, my mother a lot, had worked her entire life, man. She, all she could do at this point, you go from having a million dollars stuffed underneath your bed to having no money and three kids, you don't know what the fuck to do. 
We're bouncing from house to house, from boyfriend to, she's bouncing from boyfriend to boyfriend, from job to job, trying to just keep food on the table. You know, I grew up dirt poor. I was lucky to have shoes on my feet. You know, I was lucky to have food on the on the kitchen table, man. I remember, like it was yesterday, dude, just eating Spam in a can, dude, and only being able to drink milk. Because that's in reality, that's all we could have, because the milk was also for cereal in the morning if we had it. You know, that that's how I grew up. So it's like every single day we go to the babysitter that was our next door neighbor, dude, and he sexually molested me and my little brother, dude, and he continuously told us that if we told our families that we weren't allowed to go to the races no more, we weren't allowed to go get ice cream no more, because if our family found out, then then we weren't allowed to go over there no more. So I continuously kept my mouth shut because in reality, that was the only guy that was actually being able to spend any money on us so we could go out and actually do something. You know what I mean? So I kept my mouth shut for a long time. You know, because in reality, I'm, all, I'm from like three till about 10 years old, dude. I didn't know no better. In reality, you grow up like that, you just think it's fucking normal. You know, I didn't know I had a voice at that time. You know, and it, and it took me a long time to fucking figure that out. I've watched my mother from when I was little, dude, absolutely get sexually molested, beat physically, mentally, absolutely beat, beat to the ground. You know what I mean? That's the kind of house I grew up in, man. It's like drugs were rampant, alcohol were rampant, man. That's what my mother used to be able to put a smile on her face every day and pick herself up and go to work. You know, she used drugs and alcohol to actually be able to live a life and actually take care of us kids. You know, some of a very early age, man, I saw my mother doing all this stuff to actually put a smile on her face because in reality, I didn't even know what the fuck a smile was. I didn't know what love was, you know what I mean? I, I continuously, I was the oldest boy at that point, so I tried to take care of my older sister and my younger brother, made sure that they were okay. You know, that's what I did for, for a long, long time, man. And then about right after first grade, my mother uh, comes home one day and uh, starts packing the car. She's throwing all of her... Her boyfriend at the time's belongings out in the front yard. Me and my little brother are pumped, dude, because we've been watching this dude beat my mother up for so long that we're outside jumping on all his CDs, man, because CDs had just come out at that point. So it's like, we're out there jumping on the CDs, like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, how you gonna like this, man? You ain't gonna be able to do nothing now. All this money you spent on all these CDs. And it was like, we're finding all his pocket knives outside, man. We're grabbing all his pocket knives and burying them under the tree because we knew if the dude come home and had any of those pocket knives, he was probably going to kill my mother and us. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the guys that my mother brought into our life that, at that time in our life. You know what I mean? And then sure enough, my mother packs us in the car. Her little, she got a parrot. This thing is crazy as all hell, man. Would tell everybody to go F themselves, dude. This bird was nuts. But he was, he was my best buddy, dude. I, he'd just hang out on my shoulder, dude. I'm like seven years old going to the gas station. I remember like it was yesterday. We're going to the gas station. I'm at the urinal. And some dude's like trying to talk to me like, oh, nice bird. My bird looks over and tells me to go fuck off. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely great. I'm like, little did I know, this dude could be like a pedophile trying to check out my little wiener, dude, at this point, you know what I mean? But now the bird's like telling him to go stroke. It, it was great. It was great. I love, we missed that bird. That bird died on Chinese food, you know? Oh, wait, don't be the parrot, Chinese food. I guess they, their stomachs don't digest rice or something. I don't, he, 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 he didn't make it out too well, you know what I mean? But... So yeah, dude, it's like, we, we pack in the car at this point, man. We, my mom's boyfriend had just got home. He picks up a boulder, dude, hums it, and goes right through the back fucking window. Damn near hits me and my little brother. At this point, my mom's fucking flooring it. And we're on our way back to Massachusetts. Because 
that's really all we, the only place we got to go at this point. My mom's sisters live up there. Her mother lives up there. So my grandmother and my aunt took us in. So it's like me and my little brother living upstairs in the, in the room. My sister's in the back room sharing a room. It's like we got nine people in this one little three-bedroom house, and they got the, they turned the attic into a couple bedrooms, man. If you've ever been to Boston, it still gets hot as hell up there. It's about 95 degrees out with humidity as hell, and I'm living in the attic most of my life. I sweat my balls off, you know, but, man, I was so grateful. I thought my life was going to get so much better because now I got, a, I got an entire family that supposedly is going to love me. You know what I mean? My life is going to get so much better that now I got people that actually give a fuck about me. I actually got shoes on my feet, man. Like, my life is going to, it's about to change, man. It's the first time I ever seen color TV. You know, going into second grade, man, I didn't even know what the hell TV, cartoons, any of that shit was, man. I saw a black and white Barney dude forever, dude. It took me a while to actually understand that it was actually purple or some shit. You know, I didn't know that shit. I mean, I didn't know. I grew up right, racing quads and running around, being muddy as hell, dude. That's, that's just how I grew up. But then I, it's like, so you got to figure, it's like when you move from Florida, dude, running around the sticks to Massachusetts, I go into second grade, I'm the weirdest kid coming into fucking class. That's a fact. You know what I mean? I didn't know how to read or write very well. So it's like they put me in special education classes so I could actually try to be able to uh, read and write like everybody else in the, in the school. But literally I know it's like I got my ass beat every single fucking day. You know what I mean? Because I, I, was, I had that sick southern accent that didn't know anything, man. I still had my R's back then. You know, and I just got picked on. You know, no one wanted to be my friend. In second grade, dude, I hid under my desk when it snowed for the first time because I thought the fucking world was ending, dude. I had never seen snow before in my life. And boy, I got made fun of forever for that shit. You know what I mean? I was, I was that quiet kid, dude, that sat in the back that just tried to keep his head down and tried to actually learn. But in reality, dude, I, I, it's hard for me to read the words on the, on the piece of paper, dude, and actually comprehend what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? I'm the type of person that's got to hold something in my hand to actually understand what the fuck it is. You know, it's been like that my whole life. So it's like, like I said, man, I thought my life was going to get so much better, dude. And it, 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 weirdly enough, at 10 years old, I was raped by my, my cousin. You know what I mean? So it's like, I go back, I, I'm up in Massachusetts. I think everything's going to be absolutely great, dude. And hair comes all over again, dude. I'm getting raped by my cousin because he, he said he was going to teach me how to be a man. This is what you got to do to a girlfriend. If you ever want a girlfriend, this is what you got to do. You know what I mean? From, so from then on, dude, it's like, I, I shut down. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I turned to outside issues and alcohol. I'm going to let you know right now, outside issues are a big part of my story. You know what I mean? But alcohol took me to, it took me to the point where I, I needed outside issues to actually solve my problem. Or at least I thought I needed to solve my problem. You know what I mean? I used a lot of drugs and alcohol to try to just cope. You know what I mean? I didn't know how to live. You know, I didn't have no one to teach me what love was. I didn't have no one to actually throw a football with me. I didn't have none of that shit. You know what I mean? My grandfather beat the ever-living bricks off me every other day, dude, because I talked back to him. You know what I mean? I had my grandmother yelling at me, telling me that I was going to be nothing but like my father and spend the rest of my, my life in prison. I got my family members raping me, dude. My mom's working all the goddamn times, never at home. My dad's in jail for the 16th time. He's done about 21 years of my life in prison. You know, so I didn't know what the fuck to do.
So it's like I went through school, man, about five feet, five feet tall, about 90 pounds soaking wet, dude, until about 11th grade. 11th grade, dude, I show up to school, six foot two, a half a sleeve, a 17-inch mohawk. <laughs> Not one kid came near me, which was great. I was sick and tired of getting my ass beat, dude. So thank God the last two years of school was easy. You know what I mean? For the weirdest thing, man, the first term in 12th grade, I actually got honor roll, which is like uh, miraculous. My mom had told me right off the bat, she's like, boy, you're never going to get honor roll. I understand that. You know what I mean? Like, I've just come to terms. That it's just never going to happen. I was like, yeah, how about this? I'll show you one. Went and I got on roll for the first time. Like, how I pass English, I don't fucking know, dude. Because, like, if you see my text or, like, read any of my stuff online, like, that's like, dude, what are you doing? I can't even comprehend, like, anything that you're trying to say. But it, it sounds right in my head, you know what I mean? I didn't know that there's there, that, this, that, all these, like, different, like, ways to pronunciate different words i'm like dude forget all that shit it's like that word means the same goddamn thing like just change the letter around stop telling me that there has to be like an apostrophe where the fuck this shit is on the inside like i really don't care you know what i mean i really don't care that shit does not i don't need that shit on my daily life like i'm a certified welder by trade i read a tape measure everything's cool i build a bunch of metal art sculptures like i do not need to know where that this this or the period goes at the end of the sentence I really do not need to know that shit. Like, my life is good. Make, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. Like, if you want to go to school for that shit, that's cool. It's just not me. It's just not me. You know what I mean? I, I'm okay with it today. You know what I mean? I used to hate myself for so fucking long, you know? And that's just a fact. I, I would never give myself a chance. It's like, if I wanted shoes on my feet, man, I'd work my ass off to get them. If I wanted a backpack, that everybody else in school was walking around with that Jan Sting with your little name, little letters and all that shit embroidered in it. Like, yeah, I worked my ass off to get that thing because I wanted to fit in. I was sick and tired of wearing Walmart sneakers and Walmart pants, dude, and getting made fun of every single freaking day. So I, I got a job at like, I don't know, like 10 years old, dude, doing newspapers. And then from newspapers, I'm like selling them out. I'm stealing newspapers out of the damn out of there. You put in 50 cents and you get a newspaper. Well, I took all the newspapers so they had to come buy a newspaper from me. You know what I mean? And sure enough, I'm not selling it for 50 cents. I'm selling it for what the paper says. It's like $3. Like, man, I was rolling in money at that point. Like, life was good. You know what I mean? Like, but little did I know, like, I didn't think that this was wrong. You know what I mean? Because I had no one telling me that this was, this is not what a normal kid does. You know? So I was just trying to do what I, I knew was best for me to actually just, just fit in. You know what I mean? Kids invited me to parties, too, because I was the craziest fucking kid because I didn't know who I was. You know, I, I didn't know what my identity was. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew I wanted friends, so I was the kid that was going to climb to the top of his goddamn tree, chugging a beer, dude, and fall out of the tree to make everybody laugh. That was me. I was the kid that ran around the party butt-ass naked, dude, until the cops got called. Like, that was me. I was, I was batshit crazy, dude. You did not know what was going to happen when Dave showed up at the party. <laughs> And that's just a fact. You know what I mean? I was so happy. I was, at least uh, that's what I thought. You know what I mean? When I hit 18, man, my mom came up to me and she was like, David, I'm sorry. You're about to graduate high school. You got a great job here. Uh, I'm letting you know right now we're, we're moving to Alabama. I'm going to take your little brother. And uh, me and my new husband are going to move to Alabama. You're going to stay here in Massachusetts. Your sister's house will be ready in a couple months. Everything's going to be okay. <clears throat> and uh, I looked at her dead in the face. I was like, Mom, 
it's not going to be okay. But if that's what you say, I'm like, all right, then, mom, guess what? <clears throat> You're leaving in a month. Guess what? I'm leaving right the fuck now. I'll show you. You always thought I was doing all these hard drugs and all this crazy shit. Mom, I'll show you. I'll show you what a, a real alcoholic and an addict is, mom. I'll show you. Little did I, little did I know, man, how I was going to show her one day. You know what I mean? But I, did, I didn't think it was going to destroy my fucking life. I had no idea. So I moved out of that my mom's house that day. I threw all my clothes in, in the back of my car. I drove to my friend's house in Plymouth, Massachusetts and slept on a, a couch with no middle cushion for two years, dude, uh, selling outside issues, doing a whole bunch of outside issues, the white stuff that snows. You know what I mean? And uh, I was doing that for a long time, dude. And then I found my DOC, which is opiates, because that was the best thing in the world. It helped me go to sleep. I no longer had to see the world no more. I no longer had to feel the way I felt no more, dude. I could take enough of it and just go to bed. I work, go to work all day, come home. I tell myself I got a sore body, dude. These outside issues are gonna be okay. I'm gonna wake up when it's time to go to work again. Everything's cool. No, it wasn't cool, man. I woke up fucking 10 years later. You know what I mean? Like. I got in a bad car accident and started like yelling at my doctor that my whole body hurt. And sure enough, dude, he prescribed me everything under the goddamn sun, man. I was on that for two and a half years. And then once the doctors got cut, man, my prescriptions got cut. And sure enough, dude, I'm out doing what I said I would never do. You know what I mean? I've robbed my fucking family blind. I'm the type of kid that puts a ladder up to the second floor window, crawls through the window, steals the wallets, Goes back down the ladder and goes lays on the fucking couch, dude, and says, I never went up the stairs. You never you never saw me go up the stairs. It must be the kid that's sitting upstairs that stole your shit. I mean, that was who I was. You know what I mean? I'm the type of kid that was living with a kid that was three years sober, telling him that I'm fucking sober, and the kid's in a fucking wheelchair, man, and I'm army crawling across the goddamn carpet, dude, to steal his goddamn wallet out of his wheelchair so I could go get high. That's who I was. I was the type of guy, dude, that only looked at girls as an object. You know what I mean? They were the pretty little thing, dude. That's it. I throw a whole bunch of money at them. They sleep next to me. Life was good. Because I didn't know who the fuck I was. You know what I mean? Like, I'd always seen this perfect guy in the magazines, man. So it's like I, I struggled with weight problems for a long time. Like eating disorders for a long time, man. I always thought I had to go to the gym and be some big muscular man covered in all these tattoos. I needed to look a certain way, dude, for anyone to ever want to take me home. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I starved myself for a long time. Like, dude, it's just, it's wild. Like, I'm never going to be able to touch on half the shit that I did. But in reality, dude, it's like I'm not trying to. You know what I mean? What I did in my past, dude, it's like, you don't have to do this shit. If your bottom don't look like half of this shit, dude, good. Thank you. Please do not go out and try it again because I'm telling you, it gets fucking worse. The 11 times I've come in and out of these goddamn rooms, dude, I've done every single th thing that I said that I was not going to do the time before that next time. You know what I mean? I said I never was going to go to jail. I've been to jail. I said I was never gonna get fucking raped again, dude. I left this program for fucking 
one day at 26 years old, went to a bar doing, got sexually molested by a friend of mine. You know what I mean? This shit, it just doesn't stop. You know what I mean? I said I would never rob my family again. Sure enough, dude, I robbed every single piece of jewelry out of that damn house, dude, put it in the pond. They had to threaten me to give me more charges for me to actually go accept my charges and go to jail. So instead of my, my family charging me with 10 years on top of my sentence as it was, dude, I'm like, all right, just turn me in. So I went and turned myself in. You know what I mean? So I've been, I've been, I've done all that shit, dude. Yeah, I put a lot of outside issues and that shit that diabetics use. That was my girlfriend. Once I picked her up, dude, no one could stop me. I have found what I, I thought I was always missing. Because no matter what I put in her, man, my life felt like it was great. But little did I know, dude, it took me to places that I never wanted to be. It made me do things that I never wanted, wanted to do, never wanted to see any of that shit. It took my life out a lot faster than I ever expected. You know what I mean? And am I going to sit here and tell you that these past 17 months has been easy? Oh, by hell no. Has not. By no means has it been easy. Um, so it's like, I'll wrap up all that bullshit, you know what I mean? Because in reality, that's all it is, is a bunch of bullshit. It's just what I did to get to where I'm at. But I share a little bit of it, bits and pieces, dude, so you understand. It's like, yeah, I was wild, I was crazy. Yeah, I was. I had, I suffered with um, eating disorders. I su suffered from a lot of sexual abuse trauma. I, sex I, I, I suffer from PTSD from all this shit. I grew up with epilepsy nine times. Most of my life, so it's like I spent a lot of my time in, in the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, so I get it. I grew up dirt fucking poor with nothing. I've also worked my entire ass off to be making over six figures. You know what I mean? But I always took that shit for granted. It didn't matter. Every single time I come back into sobriety beforehand, like I said, I was doing it for materialistic things because I hated myself. I never learned how to love myself before. Mm -hmm. You know, I never could accept myself for the way I looked. And I could never accept any of you for actually wanting to be my fucking friend. You know, because I've never really had one. So how can I actually believe that anything that's coming out of your mouth is actually genuine? You know what I mean? I believe that I was the only one that was actually going to take myself anywhere in this life. So I had to do everything on my damn self. And that's what I was, that, that was my plan. I came in here every time. I was never going to ask for help. I didn't want to hear anything anyone had to say, dude. And that was it. That was it. There was no way in hell was I expecting that there's some god-awful creature out there that was going to save my life because he ain't saved my life all this time. So how the hell is there a higher power of the god, whatever the hell you may be, dude, is going to save me. There's just no way in hell. That's a myth. That's what I always told myself. You know, I always, at that point, like I said, I was growing up for so long, dude, that my life, I was always told that I was never going to amount to nothing, so I believed it. And when I actually did amount to something, I pissed all that money away. You know what I mean? I, I've traveled the country, I've done all that shit, but I always deal with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? I never wanted to actually see anything. I never actually wanted to be anywhere because in reality, I, I didn't I didn't know anything about myself. You know, so it's like 
this this sobriety has been crazy absolutely crazy um what got me here this time is that uh i wound up in south florida figured everything was going to be okay little obviously it wasn't i put a whole bunch of outside issues on my my rear end dude went to detox did a whole bunch of uh outside issues in my bed you know i'm trying to res i'm trying to respect the house i'm in you know what i mean and uh <laughs> And I did that for the first couple of days that I was in detox. And then the third day coming around, I go in there de to, to the office. Like, I really need my meds. They're like, you've been off. You haven't taken anything for three days. I would think you'll be all right. I like, I don't think you know me. And sure enough, I went in there an hour later, absolutely like looking like a walking corpse. And she's like, what the hell has been happening? I got real honest. I told her everything that was going on. I was like, yeah, I've been doing drugs in your bed for the last three days. I need my protocol. So they put me on, they extended my stay for another seven days, dude. And then uh, the, the last day I was there, they, uh, I got a flight to Florida. I got into a halfway house, man. Everything I thought was going to be okay. Weirdly enough, I pissed clean walking into the place. And uh, I don't know how I had taken methadone that morning. I was smoking weed and doing drugs the entire time I was at the, the detox. So it's like, how the hell am I pissing clean? But in reality, I was like, word, cool. I didn't question nothing. I'm like, I can get a great job. I'm like, everything's going to be great. That's, that's what I need right now is I need more money in my pocket. You know, so I went out, immediately got the job. I was still detoxing on the floor, didn't sleep for an entire week. I was there. I go back in, and five days later, I get yarned again. I pop positive for methadone and THC. They throw me out. 10.30 at night, Fort Lauderdale, I don't know, soul. I'm like, all right, at this point, dude, I'm almost 30 years old, dude. I've had enough. I don't want this shit no more. I've been trying this shit for six years, dude. I'm never going to get sober. I just, at this point, I'm going to do some outside issues, go underneath the bridge, put in that diabetic thing, man, and I'm just going to end it all. I've had enough. That was my full intention. Sure enough, sitting at the bus stop, dude, you don't, you don't really find what you want at the bus stop. You find whatever the hell is at the bus stop. So I took some other outside issues that just kept you awake for a long time. You know what I mean? And uh, I did that for about 36 hours straight. Ended up in the wrong car with the wrong people. And uh, little did I know, the kid owned this kid a whole bunch of money, and they sold me to the gang as a gang initiation tool. I was going to die in South Florida that day. I had a kid sitting next to me with a gun. I had all, the, all my belongings, all this kid's belongings in an abandoned house with about six dudes surrounding me. I was about to get my life taken. I had already texted my mother my suicide note and told her that I'm going to die here in South Florida, and I'm sorry that it's not your problem. I tried, Mom. I love you to death. No, it is not your fault that I'm, I'm, I did all this shit, Mom. Know that I'm really sorry for everything that I've done in my life, but at this point, Mom, it's come to an end. My story is over. And she's like, David, I'm calling the cops. And I'm like, you do not call the cops. We don't do that shit. Do not call the cops. And I pinned my location on my iPhone because weirdly enough, you can pin a location on it. It took me about 10 minutes to try to figure out how the hell you actually do that. So that, that way, if my mother, if I did die in that house, my mother could find my body and bury her son. That's what my dying wish was, to at least allow my mother the right to be able to bury her son. And weirdly enough, dude, I sat there and I told these people, I'm like, I hope you guys know I'm a homeless heroin addict here in South Florida. I ain't got a dollar to my name. My family's piss broke, so you ain't gonna get no money out of my family. I make more money than any of my family members when I'm working. So you're definitely not getting nothing from them. 
And if you want what I got, here's my full pack of Newports. Here's the $20 I got left because I was going to give it to you anyways for some more stuff to keep me awake. But um, here, you can have it all, dude. I gave them my backpack with all my expensive belongings in it. I gave them my shoes. I didn't have a shirt on at this point, dude. They start wigging out. You can hear them outside saying, you better go do this already. You're starting to figure out what the fuck's going on. They send the kid in that now owes this big. This, these people a bunch of money, dude, and uh, the kid runs at me with a knife and a, and a wet rag. I don't know what the hell was on the rag. I don't really give a fuck. I just knew I wasn't letting the kid get near me. I'm sneaking through rafters. I'm sneaking through walls because there ain't no drywall on any of these walls. I can't go out the fucking front door because the entire gang is sitting there outside that front door waiting for me to come out that door, and I ain't going out it. You know what I mean? And I go to the first door. The door's all boarded shut. I can't get the door open. So I'm trying to keep anything in between me and this kid. I finally go to the next door. The door jiggles a little bit. I booted that goddamn door wide the fuck open, dude. And within two seconds, I'm running through the yard, jumping over an entire six-foot fucking fence. And I ran through six lanes of traffic because I had to keep something in between me and the, all these people. They're trying to chase me down the opposite side of the street because they do not have enough balls to run across six lanes of Florida traffic. Like, I didn't even care if the car hit me, dude. It was better the car hit me than to die in that goddamn house. So that's what I did. I ran across the damn street, dude, barefoot, no shirt, covered head to toe in tattoos. As you can see, a bunch of them are covered, but yes, I'm covered head to toe in tattoos. So yeah, I'm a weird looking dude. I've been up for 36 fucking hours straight. I'm probably looking like a hot mess. I'm about 90 pounds at this point, six foot two, 90 pounds. You can probably see every bone in my goddamn body. You know what I mean? I'm not a, I'm not a cute-looking creature. That's for damn sure. You know what I mean? I run across this damn street. I go to a gas station. I grab a drink out of the damn thing. I chug the damn drink in there knowing I got no money. I walk up to the counter. I hand the dude my ID. And I was like, call the cops. Because I wasn't willing to do it myself. Call the cops for me, please. He would not call the cops. He's like, man, you get your crazy ass out of this goddamn store. Please, just, I don't care what you want, just leave. I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, here, you can have your ID back too. I was like, no, 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 dude, you keep that shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the hell do I need at this point? I'm, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not, I'm not leaving Florida. Like, you can keep the Massachusetts ID. Everything's cool. So, no, I went out in the parking lot, dude, and I called the police. I was like, listen, dude, I've been doing a bunch of crazy shit for 36 hours straight. I'm high off my ass. Come get me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling my higher power at this point, I didn't even know I believed in one dude that legitimately, dude, I'll do whatever the hell you tell me to do. I told the cop, I'm like, dude, I don't care. You take me to jail for the rest of my life. I'll tell you every single bad thing I've done in my life. I don't care if you take me to a mental institution and lock me up for the rest of my life. I really don't give a fuck no more. Or you take me to detox because I've been there a bunch of times and I know it's going to help if I actually listen this time. And that's what they did. They took me to a crisis center in South Florida. And on the third day, they gave me an option to fly me somewhere. You know, I was like, I don't need to fly nowhere. Just send me to Miami. Like, everything's going to be cool. I'll be like an hour and a half away from all this bullshit. Like, I fucked up Fort Lauderdale and West Palm Beach and all that shit. Like, that side of Florida is no good. But Miami, that's where Dave needs to be. Like, no, how about we send you to Texas? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. I've never been to Texas. It's like one of the nine states I've never been to. I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. And then I told myself, and I was like, how willing are you? How willing are you to get sober? 
I was like, all right, fuck it, dude. Send me to Texas. Like, uh, how, where am I going? They're like, you're going to Hubbard, Texas. I'm like, all right, I'm like, it's got to be all right, dude. I don't even know what Hubbard is, dude. I'm like, cool, send me there, dude. I get off the plane. They drive me an hour and a half into the like the farm country, dude, to this like military boots, boot, boot camp. And uh, oh, it didn't work out. Didn't work out too well. First two weeks I was there, I'm from Boston. I talk way too much, as you can tell. And uh, sure enough, dude, they put me on silent mode. And then uh, after silent mode, like for like every morning, you go into like accountability in the morning where it's like every morning you got to have a pull up for everybody. So it's like everybody's supposed to like, oh, you're being isolating. You're, you're, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. So it's like every morning for a week, dude, I had 15 other people in there telling me everything I'm doing wrong for a week. So it's like after I was allowed to open my mouth, I'm like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I fucking hate you. You are not my friend. And then they're like, dude, did you learn anything from this? Yeah, none of you pricks are going to be my fucking friend. I fucking hate you all. Just leave me the fuck alone. I just don't want to shoot heroin no more. Like, my life is good. That's it. I just don't want to shoot heroin. Like, I don't care about none of you. So sure enough, dude, they're like, you didn't learn nothing. Go pack your shit. I'm like, oh, wonderful, dude. I'm like 27 days in at this point. I'm like packing my shit. I'm like, dude, I'm bawling my goddamn eyes out because, yes, I do cry. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I cry all the goddamn time. I have emotions. You know what I mean? I'm out there crying my goddamn eyes out, walking in my room, dude, packing my stuff. And he's like, do you really want to leave? I'm like, no, man. I don't know no one in Texas. I don't even know where the fuck I am, dude. Where am I going to go? And they're like, all right, so how about this? You're going to carry your baggage. So they grab a 50-pound dumbbell, put it in my 100 pounds of clothes, and uh, they're like, you're going to carry this baggage. I'm like, all right, cool. I can do that. So I carried this goddamn bag. This bag weighed more than I did. I go into accountability in the morning, dude. I carried this to all the meetings in the house, outside meetings, all this crazy shit, dude. And uh, they're like, the house carrying the bag. I'm like, dude, this, dude, I've already walked myself into way too many holes at this point. Dude, I don't know what the hell you guys want me to say. Uh, that I like carrying this bag or I don't like carrying this bag. Like, short story enough, dude, like, I was going to have to carry that bag for the next remainder of my stay, dude. And uh, I wasn't willing to do that. So I grabbed the dumbbell, dropped it on the floor. I walked and hitchhiked 38 miles or something from Hubbard, Texas to Waco. Fully well knowing that... Uh, that's where I wanted to be because that was the only place I knew where I meet once. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I went. I've been homeless six fucking times in this sobriety. I've lived in two states and over four cities. I've had it all and I've lost it all in the 17 months that I've been sober, dude. But my life is absolutely fucking amazing. Because I know that no matter what, dude, my higher power has me. The second I freak out about any of this shit, dude, I'm going to lose the opportunity that he's putting in front of me. You know what I mean? So I understand that no matter what, dude, I don't know absolutely jack shit. I don't. My high power is so fit, dude, that I've been to 23 states in the past 11 months going to different conferences all over the United States to go share a little bit of experience, strength, and hope. To meet new people at all these different places, dude. I've spoken on panels. I've met people from all over the country. I got about 1,900 fucking friends. I don't even know what the fuck to do with them. You know what I mean? I really don't. It's like it's hard to kind of keep track of all this. It's like got to a point where it's like 
I got all these people hitting me up. It's like all these things going on. It's like, I got to delete Facebook, dude. I need a life. You know what I mean? I got to actually see what's going on in Austin and not Hawaii. Because I was just in Hawaii, dude. Because my higher power saw fifth that I got to go to Hawaii. You know what I mean? I, my life is absolutely beautiful today because I allow it to be. I know that everything right now is exactly what my higher power sees it fit to be. So who the fuck am I to judge? I can no longer sit here and judge you for who you are and what comes out of your goddamn mouth because I was there. You know what I mean? I don't listen to what you've been through and try to find the differences, dude. I try to find the similarities and I talk to you. You know what I mean? Because in reality, I'll never know what you see through your eyes. I'll never know what's going on in your head. I will never do. I will never know. My entire story is my perception of what my story is. You talk to me in five years, dude, my perception of my story may be different because the fog slowly goes away. You know what I mean? Things get a little bit clearer, dude. So in reality, dude, do I know 100% sure if all of this is fucking true? I don't really know. Because a lot of this, I'm in like psychosis. I'm doing all these fucking drugs and all this shit. Most of the shit from when I was a childhood is dead on accurate, dude, because it's like... Those are kind of some things that you, you, you'll never fucking forget. But I'll let you know right now, I'm not on any medication. I do not take one mind-altering substance. I used to be on every single med under the sun. I love myself for who I am today. I look in the mirror every single goddamn day, dude, and I love myself for who I am. I do not beat myself up for human error no more. Because people make mistakes... I fucking make mistakes and I cannot sit here and, and belittle myself and think that I'm less than anyone else because of the things that I've done in my life. I cannot do it no more. You know what I mean? Like, life is way too goddamn short. The only gift that I was given this morning, dude, was the ability to open my eyes. That's it. It's the only thing my higher power saw fit for me to have is the ability to open my eyes. The money in my pocket, my dream job that I happen to have right now, the, the friends, all of that shit is a bonus. The second I take that shit for granted, I will give it back to my higher power because nothing in my life has been taken from me. Nothing. The second I took that shit for granted, I gave it back to my higher power. Whenever my higher power saw it fit for me to have it back, he either gave me that back or he gave me a new opportunity to get it back. That's why I don't, I don't hold value in this thing. If I decide to neglect this thing and leave it on a park bench and somebody takes it, somebody needed it more than I do. And whenever my higher power sees it fit that I can go get a new one, I go get a goddamn new one. I don't sit here and, oh, my life's over. I got to go do a bunch of bullshit, dude, because I don't got my goddamn phone. I don't freak the fuck out because my shoes are fucking dirty no more. I don't freak out because I don't have the nicest clothes like some of the kids that come into the meetings. I don't give a fuck. Because that's not who I am. Who I am is who I am on the inside. And what I'm willing to do for the next sick and suffering person. Like, do you, you want to sit here and tell you? I'm going to lie to you, dude, if I want to sit here and talk to everybody. It's a lie. That's not who Dave is. Dave does not want to sit here, dude, when he has to be up at work for work in a couple hours, dude. This already worked 50 fucking hours this week. Dave don't want to sit here. My higher power saw it fit for me to come in here. He saw it fit for somebody to ask me to come here and share some experience, strength, and hope. So I, I do what I'm fucking told. Mm -hmm. For once. Because like I said, I don't know absolutely jack shit. I have a sponsor. I worked all fucking 12 steps. 
My sponsor knows he's my sponsor. I have sponsees that know they're my sponsees. Somebody in AA calls me, dude. I don't give a fuck if I'm in Timbuktu, dude. They need me. I'm there. They call my phone, dude. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. I got to go to work in two hours. I answer the goddamn phone and talk to him until I have to go to work, even while I'm at work, if that's what it takes. Because somebody was willing to do that for me, but I was never willing to actually fucking listen or actually do it. This thing weighs about a thousand fucking pounds when you don't want any answers. You don't want no goddamn help. But the second you pick this up and actually talk to somebody that's been through some of the fucking shit you've been through. Shit, even if they ain't been through some of the shit you've been through. And they're just actually wish, listen, willing to listen to you talk. Every single time I picked up that phone when I'm about to end my fucking life. Because yes, I've tried to end my life in the past 17 months. My mind will tell me to kill myself all the fucking time. But I pick up that goddamn phone and I call someone, dude. I listen to their goddamn problems. So it doesn't... So I don't have to sit here and think about my own problems. And by the time I'm done talking to them, man, my problems are fucking gone. My life is fucking great again. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this shit for me no more. I'm not. I'm doing it for the person that's sitting in the fucking back that doesn't know what the fuck to do. I'm doing it for the person that's sitting there that's been sexually molested half their fucking life, dude, like me, and doesn't know how to fucking love themselves and think that they're, they're actually a human being because I was that person. You know what I mean? I do this for the, for the person that this is their first fucking time, man. They don't know what the fuck to do. So hopefully they listen to some of this crazy-ass shit this stupid ass has done. And they don't fucking go out and try it because they're like, oh, hell no, do I want the life that this fucking prick's lived. No way. You know, I do this shit for everybody else today because, yeah, they say in the beginning it's a selfish program. You got to do this shit for you. But I've already worked the 12 steps. You know what I mean? I have a sponsor. I have sponsees. Um, it's time now that I give back and I do this for other people. I do this to help someone else. Because so many fucking people have tried to do this for me, but I never wanted it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I didn't believe in a higher power beforehand, man, but I do today. Because it is my conception of my higher power. I don't know what the fuck he is. Her, him, her, God, I don't know, the trees, whatever the fuck it may be. I don't really give a shit. I just know it's not me for once. I know Dave's not driving the fucking car no more, which is actually fantastic because I'm sick and tired of driving in the trees and walls. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I'm at this point, dude, I'm sitting back. I'm coasting. Everything is cool because I'm allowing my higher power, dude, to put whatever the fuck he sees it fit for me in my life. If he sees it fit for me to have some of my old jobs and some of my old money back, cool. If he doesn't ever again, dude, I don't care. I don't care. Because no matter what, dude, I understand that I'm exactly the way that my higher power sees me fit to be. You are too. So I can't sit here and judge you because I don't want you to judge me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of that shit. Like, you might see this ta heavily tattooed up dude and think he's some hard-ass, bad-ass fucking, fucking dickhead. <laughs> but no, that's not me, man. That's not me. My mama treated me right. 
my mama gave me morals, dude. My mama told me how to treat a woman, dude. I just never wanted to listen, dude. So it took me being single for the last five fucking years to actually appreciate a woman today and to actually give myself a chance to actually wait for the right one to come into my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be that guy that sleeps with any girl, dude, just because they want to sleep with me. I don't have to be that guy no more. I have values today. I have a fucking voice today. So I allow my voice to be heard. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't stay in relationships, dude, if I know this relationship ain't gonna work. I don't sit here and bullshit no one, because in reality, dude, I don't want to be fucking bullshit neither, dude. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you what you want to fucking hear. So if I sat here and told you what you wanted to hear all the fucking time, dude, you wouldn't fucking hear absolutely jack shit. Oh, everything's, everything's just great. So sorry that you ran over my dog, dude. Everything's cool. No, 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 dude. I'm probably going to punch you in the face if you run over my damn dog. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not okay. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, yeah, I got to get taught a lesson. I'll, I'll quiet down. Like I said, he said I probably won't take up the whole hour. Like, I only did 35 minutes. Yeah, you don't know me, dude. I can talk. I know how to talk, you know what I mean? But it's it's just because I'm so passionate about this thing, dude. Like, I'll stay here until you guys are blue in the fucking face, dude, and you're walking out the door. That's just me, you know what I mean? I just want people to walk out this door and understand that you're not alone. That no matter what, you don't have to carry that baggage no more. There's people out there that will help you carry that baggage because they helped me carry mine so I could actually carry it and give it back to my higher power. My life today is, is solely based off working this program, being honest and asking for fucking help. Everything else, dude, I don't know why or where, how it happened, dude, I don't really care. You know what I mean? What I shared tonight, if you went outside and asked me what I shared, I'm probably gonna tell you I don't remember saying that because it's not me. I don't take credit for none of this shit. The second I take credit for this shit, I'm going to get the ego back. I'm going to think Dave's doing it all, and Dave's going to be under the bridge. This is not me. Like I said, I really appreciate everybody for coming out tonight. I, uh, I hope I didn't scare you. I, I, I swear a fucking lot, as you could just tell by like two words ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's just me. I'm not very highly educated. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just an absolute goofball. But uh, like I said, thank you so much for uh, coming out, and I uh, hope you guys have a great night. Thank you. Thank you.